0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the Scholar Supporters Pembrokeshire Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Westeros is Bestra with me, Lee G. Um, Now at this point I usually introduce Big M, uh, but unfortunately Martin is not well this week. He's having a bit of a rough time of it, so um, he'll be back next week, hopefully. And uh, get well soon, Matt, we're thinking of you and hoping that that that's that's not a, a, a new way of losing weight that that you've got there. So, um, yeah, so we're going to crack on. It'll be a bit of a shorter episode, which uh, um, might be a good thing. But, um, yeah, so we'll just crack on with all the usual stuff and um, see how we get on. So things that we want to cover this week, there's a little bit of local stuff. There's no Scarlet stuff to cover this week. There's no Scarlet News. Um, so it's all Pembrokeshire stuff. want to talk a a little bit about our plans for the future so how you guys can get involved uh, a little bit more Um, then we'll talk about the italy game and a little bit of a preview of the france game and then what i'm gonna do is i'll um uh, wait until the France, uh, the team against France has been announced, and then we'll do another little bit. We'll tag it on the end, there, and then we'll we'll post it out then. So hopefully you won't notice the difference, but chances are you will. So local stuff this week then. So only two games to report um, this week coming up. Um, so Friday night, Narbeth have got Glamorgan, uh, Glamorgan Wonders. And Havertford West have got Lampeter. So those are the only two um official league fixtures coming up for this week. Um and as always, you know, we we're, we're gonna predict a, a, a Narboth win simply because they, they they should win that one. That's that should be quite a comfortable win for them, and then Haverford West that's a tough game for for the blues um yeah top of the table and all singing or dancing so yeah it's going to be a tough one but um who knows you know stranger things have happened it's a friday night fixture it's a long old trip down they might not have too many players available who knows what could happen so there's a chance there for for Haverford West to uh, to do something but we'll we'll see how that comes around so in terms of results from last week now this is where martin is really really good because martin has this all prepared um whereas i just do it as uh, as i'm talking which is a bit poor to be honest but so uh nothing in the championship when was the 11th so um i should run the uh, i think we covered that one last week i should run the narbath us are on the beat now 2920. Um, so I think that was uh, I think I, we covered that one last week, but I'm not 100% certain. Uh, one West, were there any results to cover in one West? Uh, but, but, but nope, the only game that was on there got postponed, and that was Langenich and Gorsainen, so that got postponed. Uh, but, but but two West, let's have a little lucky at two West. Uh, Fishguard. Ah, oh, that was it. yeah. So last Friday night wasn't it? Fishguard beating Mumbles nineteen twelve, which was a bit of a result for Fishguard because I could have gone either way. You know, Mumbles a second in the table, Fishguard a uh, mid table. So to take Mumbles, um, uh, it was at home, and I think like we said at the time, Fishguard at home is a, it's a tough one. So I think that was actually on the morning. Um, so it would have been quite blowy, and that would have accounted for for some of it. But you know, cracking win for Fishguard. Uh, so Mumba's a second in the in the league, so that's a, a good scalp for them to to take. Um, and then in Division Three, were there any results from last week? Uh, no. So that was basically what we had from uh, in terms of results of not many games this week what we have got um, now I believe this is this is a little bit difficult to track um, and I'm relying mainly on social media for this and if someone can tell me how the Pembrokeshire Cup actually works um, that would be great because what I can see so far Is there's a semi final of the Pembrokeshire Cup, which is Narbeth Athletic against Nayland, okay, which all sounds lovely jubbly and fantastic. But then you go first game of the season, Narbeth Athletic played Pembroke Quins in the cup, and Pembroke Quins beat Narbeth Athletic. Then I can't see any other games um, involving Narbeth. All so I can see other games with other people and then we have a um, second round Narbeth play Aberron, 16-0 draw and then we're into the semi-final um, which confuses me so semi-final Narbeth against Nayland and I cannot for the life of me work out how that happened I'm going to say Nayland had a walkover against Aberystwyth in round two. Um, who did they play in round one? No, can't see a Nayland fixture in round one. So Nayland didn't play anyone in round one. Had a walkover in round two and are in the semi-final. Narbeth lost, didn't play. Narbath Narbeth lost. So I can only assume that everybody else pulled out. Which, uh, like I say, if anyone can explain that to me, um, you know, please do because it just makes no sense. And the same for the, the, the plate, um, so what I can see on social media is be hosting Whitland on Friday in a semi final, um, and again, just nothing in the plate, so I, I don't know. How that works so if somebody can give us an idea of how the pembrokeshire cup and how the pembrokeshire plate works this year that will be really really good because uh for the life of me can't work that one out okay so but good luck to all teams and if anyone's gonna go and have a a, a watch on friday then we would really really like to hear from you Which brings me neatly on to next season and some of the things that we want to kind of change next year. So these are just the ideas that me and Martin have been throwing around and bandied about and kind of looking at what works and and what doesn't. So um, we want to get more people involved in Pembrokeshire, Pembrokeshire Rugby. um, And we want to kind of hear from people more. So what we are planning on doing is having a, a sister podcast which will be Um so Scarlet's Carmarthenshire. So we, we would basically record a, a Scarlet section and then we would record a Pembrokeshire section or a Carmarthenshire section. Um, at the minute we cover Keridigion as part of Pembrokeshire as well but if somebody out there wants to kind of help with Keridigion, then we'll split Keridigion as well and you've then got the choice you can Listen to you know the Pembrokeshire Command and digging one if you, if you really want to get a, a good understanding of local rugby and things like that. So uh, that's that's kind of how we want to to do it. So there'd be um, separate uh, Facebook page and separate podcast, but we'd still do the scarlets bit. So the the, the scarlets or the national bit would be like our central bit, and then there'd be other bits on the side. So what we want to do for the local games is we want to get people much more involved. So supporters that are going to watch games or whether you're all part of a club or whatever. We just want to compile a list of people who can give us a, um, a, a bit of a rundown of the game. And it doesn't need to be every game. It can just be the games that you attend or just the ones that you think went really well. A little two-minute rundown or two-minute conversation after each game to let us know how things are going because realistically there's no point going to a game watching it for 10 minutes and then, you know, trying to work out how the rest of the game went and then it's, you know, take a few photos. So it looks like you've been around kind of 10, 10 grounds and, and you've been at all games where actually you've spent five minutes at each and, and it's a little bit junk. So, um, yeah, we, we want to hear from you, the fans that are watching the games. Um, and we want to get you involved in the games for next year. So, we'll start compiling a list. If you want to be involved in that, um, we'll put some stuff on social media. Let us know and we'll start getting that ready for next season. Um, Might even have a crack at it later this season just to test it out, see how it goes. But it should be a good good introduction to um, Pembrokeshire Rugby. And and people want to know what local teams are up to. People really want to know what local teams are up to. because that's just the nature of Penn Rugby, okay? So we're also looking for people to cover um, the women's game for under-18s, under-17s, under-15s. So I've done a fair bit of under-18s this year, um, but I won't be doing that next year. So we're looking for somebody to come in and do that. Um, And then there's, you know, all the... um, Scarlet East West fixtures, so, and then we have got the county fifteen. So, you know, chances are you're only going to be involved in it for twelve months. But if you fancy coming on and just giving us a bit of a rundown of how each game's going, uh, that would be really, really cool. Because again, people really want to know. Like you heard from Aled last week about you know some of the challenges and some of the the high points of being involved in local uh, junior rugby. And you know, I, I've been there myself as a, a, a coach of the county. It's really, really difficult, but those boys work really, really hard. So the more um, publicity we can get them, the more people we can get to games. The more kind of the more we can get people talking about those junior rugby, the more of those players we will keep in uh, in the game. And you know, even down to you know, if you want to send us a report on your local um, youth game or you know if you've got a tournament on the weekend and you're under sevens and under eights you know more than happy to receive them so that's all the kind of stuff we want to do next year but we're specifically looking for under 17s so um, under 16s east west and uh, under 15s, and then somebody to cover the under 18s, and somebody to cover the women's game as well. So, if you fancy it, guys, just let us know. Um, or for something that you wanna you wanna hear, you know, if there's something you want us to cover, the the fact that we're going to do shirt came from uh, a couple of listener requests that said, you know, why don't you do this, guys? I'd really like to listen to. To to what you do in Pembrokeshire, only for Carmarthenshire, so you know that's what we decided to do. So um, <clears throat> yeah, if there's something you want us to do, let us know, and we'll more than happy try and uh, try and work it out. Okay, so this is where I mean Martin really helps because he can just kind of rub it on for a while, and I can prepare the next bit. <laughs> it really really helps. So um, <clears throat> let's have a look at. Wales Italy, um, and just talk through that Wales Italy game. So, I think first and foremost, uh, uh, a win is a win. I think that's what we've got to take out of that. game. I thought, from, from my point of view, there's very little else we can take out of that game because it just it, it, we got through that game by hook oh, by crook. I, I don't think there was a chance we were going to lose that after we got our, our noses in front. I don't think we were going to lose it. I think there was a, a bit of a an attitude around everyone. And you can see that with the likes of, you know, Ken Owens leading from the front and, you know, catching wingers, you know, cover tackle on a winger, you know. So the, the effort is there. Um, it's it's whether or not we we're, we're trying to play the right game and whether or not we're doing it with the right players so um you know looking at the positives from the weekend uh i think the line out worked really well um i think that that's i think it was only one line out that, that we lost um but be had at a cracking game in the line out yes there's issues around his performance in the loose um, you know, and and is he a ma- big, massive ball carrier like he should be? Um, you know, we're not we're not really seeing him in the loose in the way we used to. Um, uh, Jake Ball, for example, you know, or uh, Will Rollins, you know, two big ball carriers, and I think that is what we're missing. We are missing someone who can give us, you know, five, ten meters, take in three or four players, and and you know, do that grunt work, that donkey work is so vital, particularly for the way Wales want to play the game at the minute. Um, it's really, really important that we have go forward up front. And the reality is on Saturday, we didn't. We didn't have a lot of go forward up front. We had a lot of okay stuff. We had a lot of one pass and contact and a slow ball and then a kick. Um and, and I think that was where we really need to let ourselves down. So, you know, a lot of people have been saying how amazing Reece Webb was with his kick in this, that and the other. For, for me, that's the wrong type of game that Wales need to be playing. We've got some really quick, skillful backs, particularly in the back three. We've got a young centre partnership that are big and bulky and can move. And knowing Williams is a decent Ten, he's not an amazing ten. I don't think we have an amazing ten in Wales at the minute. I think we have people that are kind of looking like they could be with Costello um, and Walsh at the Ospreys, but um, you know there isn't anybody particularly outstanding at the minute. So to kick the amount of ball that we kicked on on Saturday, just kind of uh, you know what's the point in having those backs out there? Um, if if you look at that our tries in you know reality I think when you look at Webb's kicking there was one decent kick which was a 50-22 and that relieved a lot of pressure and put us in a good place the rest of it was you know we had options to play that ball we had options to run that ball outside him you know we saw what Liam Williams can do um, in in the corner, when he had one decent run with the ball, and yeah, it was it was a little bit of weak Italian attack, um, defense. But at the same time, when you're running at them at that pace and and putting them off, uh, you know, off center on a tackle, then yeah, you stand a better chance of going through them. So that's the sort of stuff that we should have been doing. Um, and for me, the constant kicking was just kinda we're wasting the people that we've got on the pitch. Um and, and that's that's a disappointing bit for me. Um to my favourite stat from the weekend was Italy's kick to pass ratio was one to nine. So they kicked the ball once for every nine passes they made. And the Welsh stat was one to every two point five. So for every two and a half passes we kicked the ball. Um, and I think that just says everything about the game that we're playing at the minute. Um, and, you know, take nothing away from the boys. It, it was a hard-fought win, but it was, it was lucky. So let's not kind of get all excited about, you know, semi-final of the World Cup. Here we come again. That was a lucky, lucky win that we got. On Saturday. And when I say lucky, and, and I had this argument with several people on Saturday, and several um, you know, so called experts were on telly saying that Owen Williams wasn't offside because there was no ruck formed. So, and, and I was having some quite strong arguments with people that that law changed a few years ago when Italy played England and Italy just messed England up because there was no ruck formed where um, under the old rules you needed two people competing over the ball. And if you remember, Italy didn't compete over the ball so they could stand anywhere they wanted to and interfere with play because there was no ruck form. So the rules changed after that game and the rule became that you don't need two players competing over the ball. You need a tackle and one player going for the ball. So... That then forms the ruck. That then forms the offside line. And if you look at that um, tackle on Saturday, player, the Italian player is tackled two metres from the line. The, In all honesty, if he'd have passed the ball, he had the inside centre outside him. I um, would have trotted over quite comfortably from five metres. Not a problem at all. But he didn't. He went for the line. But even then... You know, the um, outside centre picks the ball up, so he is at the ruck. That forms a ruck, and Owen Williams comes from behind him and tackles him. So Owen Williams is offside, and that should be a penalty try in Owen Williams' yellow card. Uh, if you watch um, Nige, good old Nige has done a, a, a referee thing on it and said, yeah, that should have been a yellow card. He also said that the Italian yellow card with uh, an elbow to the throat should have been a red card because um, the the hand wasn't coming up. It was coming out. Um, I would argue, can you even find Win Jones's neck? Because um, I've stood next to that guy and I can't see a neck on him. So to hit him in the neck, you've got to be pretty bloody accurate. It's chest and chin. So um, yeah, that aside you know, that moment in the game, we, we got away with one there, we go down the pitch. We didn't get a penalty try ourselves from collapsing a, um, a a mole from the line out and Italy weren't even warned. Now, normally you'd get a warning on that unless it was really, really obvious. And, you know, with a, a mole going over from you know seven or eight meters out, whatever it was, that wasn't obvious. The player inside, the, that was not an obvious pulling down of that that ruck, uh, that mall, sorry. So, again, I think we've got a, a little bit of luck on our side for that one. And, you know, in the space of five minutes, that game was swung from one to the other. Um, adding to that, you know, the... the um, Rio Dyer's try came from a lucky bounce. It bounces into touch. It's an Italian line-out and they relieve pressure. It didn't, it bounced back the other way. That's rugby. So, you know, that's more luck than skill. And the same goes for um, Liam Williams' try. I mean, Liam Williams took his try really, really well. But that pass from Faletau, you know, came from an Italian mistake to start with. So, you know, Italian mistakes, they cost themselves that game, really. But Faletau's pass is aimed at Dyer. If Dyer catches that ball, um the winger has come in on Dyer and is you know in a good position to make that tackle on on Dyer. It's a poor pass from Fallatau. The ball bounces and it happens to bounce up into Liam Williams's hand. So again, it's it's a bit of luck that turned out okay for us, but let's not get crazy about you know we're world beaters. It's We've had a little bit of luck and we've been due a little bit of luck. Let's be honest. There's been some stuff that has just gone the other way for a couple of seasons now, and, um, you know, injuries and what have you. So, if anything, we were lucky to, to win that game. But as I say lineup was improved, scrum was improved. Um, I was impressed with there was a, a sequence in the first kind of five minutes where. It was all about forward drive. It was short pass. Um, and I think we took them about forty odd meters up the pitch with hard, aggressive um ball running, which that was the bit I was saying earlier, you know that's the bit that we're missing with we've lost Jack Ball and one of you. so it was it was encouraging that we can do it, but then we just didn't do it for the rest of the game. Um, you know there, there, there were examples of where we we could play a better game. But you look at the way the Italian backline cut us to shreds. And they did. It was absolutely... They just destroyed us in the backline. So, yeah. There were some positives. There were a lot of negatives. And it was more luck than anything for me in in, in that game. So, yeah, we move on. We've avoided the wooden spoon. And sometimes you just need that bit of a lucky game to... uh, kickstart the season and things start improving but if they're going to improve on this kick chase and pressure game it's for me we've got talented players in Wales and we're not using them, we've got some really talented exciting players, we've got quick players, we've got aggressive players and we're kicking the ball away and it's just not an exciting game to watch it's it gets exciting in the last five minutes because we're never more than one score away or more than one score behind, you know? And is that the kind of game that we want to... Would would you rather watch a game where we kick the ball for 60% of the time and the last five minutes are exciting because we're hanging on uh, where we're six points in the lead or would you rather watch the kind of game France played where they just absolutely destroyed England uh, and played some really exciting attacking rugby. Um, I, I know which game I preferred watching, um, but it's—I uh, I, guess—that's a, um, a discussion for Warren Gatland to have with the players about, you know, how much are we actually running that ball? You know, do we have an attack? And yeah, you know, we've said this before. Where does that come from? It comes from the regions and it comes from, you know, our players used to playing with ball in hand, running aggressively at people. So that's my review of the Italian game. Um let say win is a win. Could have been better. I think we got there through luck more than um than planning and skill, but we'll take the win and we'll we'll move on. And we'll move on to France. So what I'm going to do at this point, so I'm going to pause here. I'm going to hang fire here, and then we're going to wait until the side is announced, and then we'll carry on from there. So I'll be back in just a tick. Okay. So the team is out to face France on Saturday, and you've got to say the French team that they put out uh, two changes. One of them is is a guy coming back from suspension. Um, it looks settled and it looks comfortable. Um, Welsh teams, we got Wynne-Jones, Ken Owens, Tom Francis in the front row. You know, it, of all the places where you want the stability, front row is probably the one where you, you, you need it the most. Um, it's not the most dynamic around the park. Ken has been playing out of his skin. Um, or, you know, you, you look at the work rate that he's put in and, and he's having a cracking season. Um is Wynne Jones still back up to international standards? Has Thomas Francis ever been, you know, cracking peer of scrummages? But, you you know, are we going to rely on on French handling errors to give us scrums where they can come into their own? So, um, yeah, question marks over that. The, the big question mark for me is Alwyn Jones at, at five. Um, you know, I can see the point in bringing it back in. Bit of an old head, bit of a... Uh, bit of a calm and influence, whatever you want to do. But, you know, we're up against two French second rows that will run rings around him. Um, so, yeah, I, I, again, that's a tough call. I'm not sure how that's benefiting Wales going forward, bringing Alan Wyn Jones back. But there we go. As I I it's, it's that front five. If we're going to play to win, that front five has just got to stop the ball end of. The, the the only way we're going to be able to uh, stop France is by putting a lot of pressure on rocks and Malls by putting you know, they, they're not going to be able to get anything out of it, and you look at the way they've been playing up till now, and nobody's been able to stop them so far. So, you have to question you know, how is that front five going to do it where nobody else has been able to. Um, back row, Wainwright, yeah, I can I can see why Wainwright comes in. Tipperick at 7. I still can't understand why Tipperick is at 7 when we've got Raphael and Jack Morgan. Apparently Jack Morgan is injured, so that might explain some of it. Uh, he's just not done anything other than give penalties away this uh, Six Nations. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's a curious one for me. And yeah, Wainwright, I see why he's in. Um, Wales, we're still looking for a balanced back row. We're still looking for somebody at six that can tackle and carry the ball aggressively. And, you know, let's hope Wayne Wright, he's got the athleticism, he's got the speed, he's got the skill. Um, Let's hope he can get into the game and do some damage. Uh, Number eight, we've got Falato, 100th cap on Saturday. So, yeah, good luck to him. But again, you know, we're not, who are we developing in that position? You know, the 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 person I'd like to see at number eight is Chris Sunza, just because of his size, his ability, his athleticism. He can play just about anywhere in a pack and he's a he's a fast, quick, aggressive player who is a ball carrier. And Falatau isn't an aggressive ball carrier. He's he's a high skill running around the outside kind of a player. So um yeah, opportunities are getting more and more limited for him because that front five needs to create the space for him. Uh, Halfbacks, web, and bigger. Um, anyone that's listened to me talk about web before will know my feelings. Bigger, uh, you know, he, he's an aggressive, confrontational 10. And again, I think this is, is this that front um, 10 is set up to not allow the French backs to move the ball and that's it, there'll they'll be niggle there'll be fights, there'll be scraps, there'll be off the ball stuff um, there'll be all sorts of stuff going on Big will be in the referee's ear and it'll be really really uncomfortable for him but um, I think that's why he's there and I think that's probably the right call to be honest, but is it going to give us a creative, wide, expansive game full of high skill and no it's not, we're, we're playing a kick pressure game Uh, And you can see that with the two wingers, Dyer and Adams, you know, two fast, quick, aggressive players, um, but they're going to be chasing kicks all day. And same as Zamet, Zamet is at fullback ready to receive French ball because I can't actually see him getting the ball off uh, a man in red. Um, You know, I think his best opportunity on the weekend for showing what he can do is is running back a French kick Um, and French... Kicks are not <laughs> the few and far between. Uh, Centres in, Tompkins and North. I think this is interesting selection. Um, Tompkins hasn't had much of an opportunity and was probably trying a bit too hard to impress. He's not a typical Gatlin player. Um, And if anything, you know, those two should be the other way around. North should be inside centre, given the strong hard yards with Tompkins providing a little bit of flair and creativity outside. So it'll be interesting to see how many times they do swap and George North comes on a crash ball to commit some of the forwards. So all in all, it's not a particularly inspirational side for me. Um, There's nothing there that you look at and you go, yeah, Wow this this is great um i think the, the, the only interesting bit for me is having zamet at full back tomkins at 12 and wayne right at six and and hoping that those boys get a decent run out i'd love to see rio Dyer have a bit of space and run at, run at a couple of french guys in space nobody's really challenged that french back three in terms of running at them this season so you know that that would be my my call on that let's let's give these boys some space but i just can't see it uh, coming off the bench in, we've got Bradley Roberts, Gareth Thomas and Dylan Lewis in the front row, Dav Jenkins, Tommy Raphael, Thomas Williams, Owen Williams and Half Penny. Um, and again, you know, there's nothing here that's particularly inspirational. You know, I think for me, Raphael should be on the pitch with Tipperick coming on, if anything. And same for Dav Jenkins, he should be on in place of uh, Alan Wynne-Jones. But, you know... um it is the front row that, that concerns me. That front row to come on. Roberts Thomas and Lewis is not particularly strong, scrummaging front row. You know, that's that is by the looks of it, is looking for the game to open up. Um I think the only way that game opens up is if France stop running it. <laughs> I can't see Wales running that ball at all on Saturday. Um so yeah, and and then half penny to come on, provided he doesn't injure himself between now and Saturday so yeah it's a, a, an interesting game um purely from if, if France click then we're in for a really really long day and it could be embarrassing and I think the challenge then is for Ken Alan Jones Tirick Falatau, bigger uh to pull that side together and say right okay you know this. This is this is how we're going to play this game now. You know, from a leadership point of view, if it starts going wrong, particularly if it starts going wrong early, how do we regain composure and and not let France run away with it? Um, <clears throat> realistically, I I can't see anything else other than a French win and and a decent French win. Uh, my prediction on the rap podcast was for a thirty-one old draw, but that was purely to wind Jamie up. Um, so, yeah, it's, I, I can see a hefty French win coming. But, you know, we live in hope. We live in hope. If if our front five can disrupt the ruck, if they can disrupt line-outs, if the back three in the, the forwards, if the back row can kind of get into the uh, the French centres, then, you know, we might start to disrupt the play. They might go French on us. They might throw their handbags out. Uh I just can't see it at the minute. But we live in hope. We live in hope. So, um, yeah, it's it's France by at least 30 points for me on Saturday. But, like I say, we, we live in hope. And um, who knows? Who knows where we'll go? So, thank you for listening this week, guys. Uh, I'm a bit of a stranger, I say best of luck to I Hope you get better soon mate. Uh, we'll see you next week and um, yeah, don't forget we'll put some stuff on social media probably after the game on the weekend about what we're doing next year and how you can be involved. So if you do want to get involved, get in early send us a message and um, yeah, we'll, we'll take it from there. So in the meantime guys don't forget the game's on Friday night at Temby and the <laughs> West, I think. Uh no, Nayland, wasn't it? Nayland. Um yeah, so don't forget the, the cup and plate semi-finals. And other than that, enjoy your rugby. I shall speak to you again next week. You have been listening to the Wester is Besterer podcast from the Scarlet Supporters Pem's team. You can follow us on Twitter on Scarlet Pems. Find us on Facebook with Scarlet Supporters Pembrokeshire or email us on scarletpems at gmail.com. And remember, West is best, but Westerer is -er Besterer. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.